Welcome to Fred Wings Podcast, where Smashville and Hockey Town collide. And now your hosts, Brett and Ron White and D-Law, Dan Lawless. Welcome to... A milestone show, Rat and Ron. What would that be, D-Law? Our 20th episode. 20? Yeah, we may. I have to do that, like, surprise thing. I think I do it every show. The listeners probably hate it, but 20? We made it to 20. We didn't get, well, not that I know we didn't get booted. Or at least we're still on the podcast servers. (laughs) Amazingly enough. And not only that, we also had another milestone. What is one, that, D-Law? 1,000 downloads. D-Law said, folks, listen up to our 1,000 downloads. D-Law said if we get 2,000, he'll give away $100 to the 2,000th person to be a download. Uh, that's that's good, but we don't have an idea who is. This. We don't have those kind of stats as well, far as who's. I can find that. We will figure that out. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Let's let's change the game here for a second. The first person that Dan hasn't played hockey with to send us an email at go for it, Dano. Fredwings Podcast at gmail.com. So the first person to email us telling us what they like about the show, what they don't like about the show, and if they can guess what number D-Law wears. That you know, I'm not going to do that. We'll give you Dan's going to D-Law is going to give you 50 bucks. Oh, what are you giving away my listen, money now? We, we don't even have any advertisers yet. I'll give away I'll give away ten dollars. Dan will give fifty. No so sixty to... Okay, okay. Fifty and fifty. So we'll give away a hundred dollars to the tenth person who has subscribed to us and has sent us an email. So send us an email and in the email tell us what you like about the show, what you want to see done differently, and what you absolutely hate. We've got a couple of ideas for some new segments, but we want to hear from you guys on what you might want to hear from us. So $100 if you are emailer number 10 with that information. We got to make After sure. After this, this is this this here is June 13th, 14th. 2020. Oh, my God, it is the 14th. I forgot. June 14th, 2022. So be the 10th emailer to email us at. Hit it, Dano. Fredwings podcast at gmail.com will win a hundred bucks and you can't the rule is you ah who cares just go for it i was gonna say you can't play hockey with dan but that's probably 90 percent of the people that have attempted to download this so probably because i've only played with like 20 of them but if you are listening to this show and you just happen to stumble across it again it is june 14th and when we're putting this out there so you have a chance at a hundred dollars if you're listening to this right now 
We gotta so, make sure we have advertisers first. It'll come. I'm not worried about that. I'd well, rather put on a good show. Yeah, but we need money. We need money in order to pay these people. Dilaf, I had your money. I would burn mine. Yeah, well, you better start burning them because I don't have any. Well, then why would we burn the money? <laughs> You're the one that said if you had my. It's money, a one-time burn- deal, folks. We're gonna make this. We're gonna make this a reality. We want to have some fun here. We're going to do random giveaways at sporadic times. So you got to be a listener to be a part of the giveaways. So our first giveaway is $100 to the 10th emailer to tell us what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show, and what what segments you might want to see in the upcoming future, if there's anything. So there it is. Let's let's kick it off, Dan. What do we got but, this week? But, but our... Our one listener was doing a was pretty busy downloading all the episodes to get a thousand. I didn't know one person could download that many. I know if <laughs> all right, Billy, you can't win. So oh, actually, uh, maybe he can. He just has to be. He has to maybe create have to create ten emails. So uh, along with the with the email, you can also get find us on Facebook at Predwings Podcast. And hit us a Twitter uh, or a tweet or whatever the hell you call it at Predwings Pod, and you can. And we'll also take suggestions and comments on that. And you can also uh, DM us on Twitter uh, as well. Can I change the rules to this D Law? Because it is partially your money. So can I change uh, the rules here? Uh, are we? Are we cheat? I didn't even know we had a contest no, going. You know what? I just said the. Are you kidding? Have you been sleeping well, for the last no, ten? No, I don't. I'm not. I'm not the one that sleeps on the air. Well, you just were doing something. So our first contest. Let me say this again. Oh, I know what. Well, I know that was a contest, but I didn't know. You just said you didn't think we were doing a contest. You got me all confused. No, I said I didn't. I didn't think we were doing contests on the podcast till now. Well, yeah, I know. I surprised you with that, didn't I? Yeah, that's I okay. That, we're we're that's, having fun that, with this. That's you know all right. I got some surprises in the show, too. Oh, goody. I like surprises. So do you. Hopefully, your surprises don't cost as much as my surprises. But yeah. here's, the, here's the changes. So if you've listened this far, then you'll know, or I'll know that you've listened to the show, or at least longer than you did before. So email us. At our email. We've already said it twice so far. Then you have to like us on Twitter and on Facebook. Uh-oh. That's right. You know, if, if we're putting skin in the game for you for 100 bucks to be the 10th person to email us and like and follow our pages, then there's got to be some skin in the game for us. So we'll, we'll give you $100, and all we're asking in return is that you follow our page. Because we're going to begin to start putting out some more content, some authentic content um, from us. And it's just we're going to look to really expand that. So we really want to, you know, have you with us. And right, we're so lo- I, okay, go ahead. And we're looking to get some advertising, too. If you know any – if you uh, have a business or know of a business that wants to advertise on pod on any of these podcasts uh, – Great, great opportunity to get your name, to get your business name and out. So we're always looking for advertising. Awesome. Awesome point. Yeah. And, you know, 
obviously reach out to us if you have any questions about that and we can you know go further but let's let's kick off the show here so the conference finals are all wrapped up we had a game six on saturday night i believe it was we, <clears throat> well, we did we did and for once we're both right we, we both we both said tampa bay in six and, and I, th- I think I said it pained me to say that also, and it still pains me to say that. Well, they ended up with a thrilling 2 to win, and what a game this was. Uh, of course, they won the series four games, a two and six games, but Tampa Bay's start was just amazing. Uh, See, and, and they, this, they, uh, I'm, I'm cutting you off here, and you're going to call me out for this later, but this is a good point that I got to make. You just said the star of Tampa Bay comes through big for them. He no, I said start. Oh, I thought you said star. Okay, never mind. You can keep going. I'll make my point after. I thought it was a good segue, but I, I uh, was just being rude and interrupting. So go ahead, man. Sorry about that. Damn it. You should emphasize yeah. your tease a little more. Start. Yeah, okay. Start. I thought I did. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's talking about the star. I got to chime in. <laughs> what star? They got enough of them. Well, their star. So um, the the shots were eleven to seven in the first, but they were just all over the Rangers. Um, I, the Rangers that's got what they lacked. I feel that it, that's where the Rangers lacked. They just didn't get good shot shot opportunities. The Rangers looked tired, actually, and even the announcers said that. Um, but one. One thing I don't understand anymore is the icing rule. Now, I was under the impression that the player that's closest to the puck, like if it's an attacking player, uh, or like if it's in the uh, going into the into the offensive zone for that player, and he gets the puck closest to the puck before the other team, that they would wave it off. Am I correct, or is that do I totally got the rule wrong? I, I want to look up the exact wording of it, so try to look that up here. But I thought it was actually the first person to the face-off dot. Okay. So, like, if well, if, so, like, let's say I dump it down the ice and you're uh, on my team. Okay, I I was thinking it was just first that was closest. Yeah, that that it, okay, maybe it, that is. But I mean that I think a circle is just an objective. The because I mean, do you count the side of it? Because if I'm skating straight on it and you're to the left of me a little bit, the face off dot, the face off circle that's directly to the left and right of the goalies, right? Not the one that's inside the blue line, right? Well, even so, there was an icing. I believe it was. Tampa, I don't remember who was now. He was. Did you say wait? Did you say the faceoff dot outside the blue line or inside the blue line? No, the one next, the one right by the goalie. Yeah, because you remember they took the line out. There used to be a line behind the net. Remember that, or like even with the net, I, maybe it was maybe it was the goal line. Well, the goal line's still there. The goal line. No, no, no. This this line stretched all the way across the ice. It was a red line. Yeah, it still does. And, but it it's was the, right. it's the icing line. Right. Which is 
uh, also, which is the that, goal line in the net and the crease. Right, right. So, but the line is what they would race to. And there were too many injuries. People are getting hurt because they're speeding in. They don't have the time to stop. The momentum was, you know, there were big hits being thrown. There were people just hitting the wall too hard. So that's why they moved it out to the face-off. Sounds like me because I don't know how to stop. Yeah, me neither. And I am <laughs> top-heavy, so it makes it even worse. But, but again, but how do you – see, I think that's a tough one because you have to imagine a line at some point in that circle. So if I'm skating down the ice and you're skating down the ice, I might be closest to the face-off dot, but the other guy might be closer to the goal line, the icing line. So who, I mean, yeah, they try to get that, you know, but I mean, obviously if it's that, if you're looking at something like super close, like let's say, um, you know, somebody might be a little bit closer to the inside of the dot or than the top of the dot. You know, those are just those are hard to call live. But yeah, I just think a lot of times I've I've felt like teams kind of get screwed because there's not really a line there. But go ahead, I hijacked that conversation. Sorry. Well, so anyway, and this icing. Well, no, I wanted a clarification. I think I might have got it. I, I don't know what the NHL does, but there was a Tampa player at least once, maybe twice. It sure looked like he beat him with a puck because he was he had a good probably twenty feet on the Ranger, and they called it icing instead of waving it off. Of course, the fans was going after too, but then they would call icing on Tampa. So it's like you know if you wave one off. Better wave the other off. Right. It's just in more inconsistencies. Um, but, you know, it was a great, well, great first period for the Rangers, even though they trailed in shots. And the shot attempts, doesn't that doesn't include blocks. Um, no, shot attempts does include blocks. Oh, it does. Okay, well, yeah, because shots themselves. Okay, shot. Okay, have, shot. Have to reach the goalie inside the goalpost. Okay. So, like a um, shot would not be even if it hits the goalie. Like if he if the puck's going wide and he hits it with his blocker, that's technically not a shot, because even if he didn't do anything, he wouldn't have. Well, he, he wouldn't have. You know, it wouldn't have gone unless. That. Well, yeah. Well, because a shot is if if it's if the if the shot if the goalie didn't stop it in some way, and the puck goes in the net, it's considered a shot. So the puck the the puck has to go in the net in order for it to be like a shot that's wide is obviously not going to the net, so that's not a shot. That's why they don't count, even though you do see goals off the post. That's why they don't count. A post the goalie would out the shot empty, because if it's, it was an empty net, it wouldn't have scored. Although that's kind of a gray area because sometimes you can hit the inside of the post and go in, but like kind of like what we did last Thursday in, in our game, which they didn't count, but who knows? But in anyway, um, so anyway, the, the shot attempts in the first period uh, was 25 to 12 for Tampa Bay, and and the Rangers, you know, so I mean. <laughs> Rangers had only one more shot attempt 
then the Rangers had shots on goal in the first period. So that's that just shows tells you what what kind of first period it was. And and this whole game, if it wasn't for Shesterkin, this would have been a seven, eight nothing game. Or well one. Oh easily. I mean he, he he's the reason that they stayed in it. And that's why he was uh listed as a third star of the game. <clears throat> um but once again, you know, in Truba, he had a, another high hit, this one on Corey Perry. Um, I don't believe they called a penalty. It, it actually should have been interference, and even the even the announcers know they did not call a penalty on that because um, they even the announcers were like, that's interference. He didn't have yeah, the there wasn't there weren't many penalties in this game at all. I mean, it was kind of, yeah, it just wasn't. There was... Like I said, there was no penalties in the first. There's three in the second and two in the third. Yeah, so it wasn't like your typical violence out there. And yeah, just um, like and, and you know, two. Well, one of them. Well, two. Two of the penalties in the, in the second were coincidental. They were roughing, and then uh, you know, Panarin had the high sticking penalty, and then in the third, Perry had a high sticking. So that they they like calling the high sticks. Yep, they they say that in every series they look really hard for one particular penalty over all the rest. And then uh, you know, Stankos in the third got they gave him a holding penalty on Lafreniere, but I believe that's the one where it sure looked like Lafreniere took a dive. So I don't know. I don't like. I do not like when they call both like. A, a hug or a trip and a dive, because to me it's you, you, it's one or the other. But I agree with you because if, and, if the hook was if the hook was legitimate, then he would have legitimately fallen. But if the hook wasn't really a hook and he dove to sell it, then that's an embellishment. That means that the hook wasn't really a hook. Yeah, but you know I mean? um, and I, I, I don't even really think it was much. I mean, oh, yeah, actually, yeah, that's the one he had to. Um, he grabbed his jersey. He actually it looked like a flag football game. He was, he actually had his jersey. So, yeah. In that case, yes, it was. But Lafreniere made a little more of a show going down, which he, I mean. You're obviously going to fall if someone's grabbing your jersey because you're not going anywhere without your jersey unless right. it rips off. Which, which maybe, maybe, who, who knows? Maybe that's the next thing that NHL is going to do. We're tear off jerseys. Well, that'd be a mess on the ice. But you, you bring up Steven Stamkos. Now is when I'm going to hijack this conversation. So I mentioned it last conversation on the last podcast. But let's go back to... Um, you know, the Tampa or the Toronto series, Austin Matthews didn't come up big when he needed to come up big, blew it out, lights out, amazing, best player in the NHL this year. You know, when, when you need your best player on the team, the leader, I know he's not necessarily the captain, but he's a, he's the figure of that team. When you think of Toronto, you think of Austin Matthews. A guy of his caliber scoring as many goals as he had scored. You need him to do something 
in the playoffs. I mean, he was here, he was there, but when they needed him most, he wasn't there. You know, look at the other games. Even McDavid, I know he was shut down a lot of times, but his goals would come at, like, clutch times in the games when they really needed that spark. Like, yeah, he may not have been lights out in the playoffs, but when they needed him most, you know, he he was there for some kind of participation in a clutch moment. Austin Matthews wasn't there. This game, huge game six for Tampa Bay. They want to three-peat. They want to do it. Well, who showed up? None other than their number one player. None other than Captain Steven Stamkos. You know, again, I mean, you can take your beer league, and, and, and we'll think about this. When you played beer league and you were the captain of the sticks, when we needed a goal, like we had games that we were close, we had games we got blown out in, but, you know, we looked to you to go out there and create a play. We looked to you to, to cre- generate that spark. Because you're not a terrible hockey player. And <laughs> I didn't do you're that not, very yeah, much. But but you're not I mean, you're not lights out, but you're you're not a slouch. You're not a bad hockey player. Like you can compete much much higher than I can. And you're gonna deny that, but that's well, that's the truth. No, like I I never had four goals in a game like you have though. That was fluky. I mean, that was just a right place, right time. It wasn't because I skated in and dangled and, and you know, roofied it. It, it, it was just because the goalie was so out of position and somebody else took a terrible shot and the puck was literally just sitting there like a blind elephant could have knocked that puck in. But it was just one of those things. But anyway, getting back to my point is, you know, when you were out there, like when we put our quote unquote best line, you know, we're homers, we're, we're thinking it's a Stanley Cup game because it's just beer league and that's all we know. But when we're out there and it's like, okay, we need to put our, our top forwards out there. Like you're the first one to go. And then maybe one of the other guys that are good skaters or one of our better D, but it was always like, all right, we know D law is going to be out there. And you know, who that's else? a serious team. If I'm the best well, player, I, I didn't even say you were the best player, but again, you know, we look to you to get that spark of some kind to, to get us moving and, you know, now getting it back to Tampa Bay, you know, Stamkos did. I mean, he, he scored their goals. He he single-handed. Well, I shouldn't say that. It's a very much a team sport. But in the scoring department, he single-handedly put the team on his shoulders and put this game away. And going back to McDavid, you know, in those times where he needed to, to generate a, a nice assist or, you know, score himself, he put the weight of the team on his shoulder. Austin Matthews didn't really show up like he didn't he was just kind of out there and that's when you need a guy like him to put the weight of the team on his shoulders and go and I'm not saying that he didn't try I'm not saying that he wasn't prepared but obviously there was something he could have done differently to generate just a little bit more in those in that big clutch game. So and I guess, I guess it's more of the clutch game than the series if that makes sense. Yeah and well it but you said, you know, Stankos had those two goals and, and he pretty much put the team on his back. And But it was a great pass from Palat up to Stankos. And then I don't know what Shesterkin was doing. Um, you know, it was just you know, from a long range. And it was another long range goal that, that Shesterkin uh, gave up. 
in this series. And yeah, know, it was a phenomenal. It was a phenomenal pass. And 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 so you know, if without that teamwork, that goal doesn't exist. Um, and then. Um, and then, yeah, but I mean, you got to look at other factors. Like, how did Stamkos he he put himself in position to accept that pass? Like, you know, he just knew where to be and when to be there and made it work. Oh no, yeah, that's just be that's what that, winners the do. difference. That's a difference between being professional and beer league. Um, but the it was a, it was a great response by the by the, by the Lightning, you know. After the Rangers, um, the Frankie Vitrano. It yeah. Well, it was uh, the the penalty on Perry that Perry took. Um, the the high sticking penalty that Perry took. Then the Rangers scored on that power play. Um, actually. Yeah, they were one for two on the. Uh no, actually that was no that was a Stamkos penalty. Sorry, that was a Stamkos penalty. Um, that they scored on. Um, because it was uh, late. It was like midway, almost midway through, and then uh, Sam Coast just came right back twenty-one seconds later, and yeah, it, it, it got got better. got the little bounce, and you know, uh, Shesterkin was just acting like Crosby. Uh, you know, he was do, doing that about you know. I don't know. He thought maybe there was interference, but. The puck bounced off of a Rangers player, and then it bounced off of Stankos's leg. So, even if it was interference, they still would have had to cut the goal because it, you know, it was bounced off of a player. Uh, that nullifies the interference as far as what you know, judging from other calls in that situation, which it. Wasn't interference anyway, um, and but you know in the second period they continued the you know, onslaught, uh, doubled them up on shots twelve to six, and then in the third it was it was an even draw, but it was you know pretty tight checking. They you know eight shots apiece for both teams, so you know they tightened up a little bit, but it that that was just a it, it was a championship team response yep that's so exactly coming what I was at coming say. after oh, you took it right out of my right out of my mouth yeah that's that's how you respond i mean they just and a friend of mine told me this he's a boston fan and a patriots fan and all of all of that and i was complaining to him one time being a lions fan and a red wings fan about how bad the Lions are, and I just complained. I was like, the Patriots are not blowing people out. They are not, you know, yeah, they've won six Super Bowls in a row. Well, not really, but kind of. But they keep winning, and they're 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 not, and they're winning by field goals or six points. It's not not blowouts. And he's like, you know, good teams just find a way to win. They don't have to win by a lot. They just find the way to do it. And that's just what Tampa Bay has done this entire playoffs. Like they, they didn't. I thought they were going to get bounced in round one and two, and here they are going back to a, a three-peat attempt in the Stanley Cup final. And uh, the the Hagel Kaloran. I don't remember who else was on that line. Um, I don't know if you do. Hagel, uh, Hagel and Kaloran line. That line um, was that the third line. 
Or was it fourth line? Um, it might have been third. I don't know. In any case, that line ended up with 10 shots on goal in that game. So they were, you know, that was, I don't know if it was the so match, coaching matchups it's, or the. Here, here's what we got, D-Law. Line, your, your first line is Palat, Stamkos, Cooch. Mm-hmm. Then you've got Hagel, Sorelli, Kalorn. Sorelli. Line two. And then you've got Colton, Paul Perry. And then Maroon, Bellamari. And Belmar, Belmar. Oh, is it? There's like a little yeah. hyphen. Oh, that's yeah. Edward. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, you're right. I mean, you, the so secondary scoring is just fantastic. The, it, you know, so the second line, I, I was surprised they're not the third line, but um, I don't know if it's. Uh, it might have been a combination of coaching, you know, getting the coaching, getting the lines matched up. You know, being especially being Tampa Bay having the, the home, the, you know, the home change, um, or if it's just that you know Hagel, Clore, and Sorelli just wanting it and dominating the Rangers. Um, I I can't remember who they're out against. Um, uh, you know, a lot of times I had to look at the stat, the you know, the shift chart. Um, but yeah, so you know. It was a great series, um, and you know I've heard from a couple of different people. Uh, the Rangers, they'll they'll be back, and you know the great coaching. Even though he has his moments where he kind of cries, but most coaches do. Um, yeah, but the, the, an excellent coach. The, the Rangers, the Rangers were. Like a year ahead of themselves, I think, and and uh, and a few other people that I know has said the same thing. Um, so uh, you know they're they'll, they'll be back, and and even Cooper, uh, the Lightning coach, uh, said that too. I mean, you know, that was in the media, and that might be just like, you know, uh, obviously, you know, well, that kind of stuff that they have, you know. They had to say in the media and stuff, but, um, but yeah, they'll you know the Rangers they'll be back. I don't know, <clears throat> I don't know if they'll win the Stanley Cup, but they'll be they'll, they'll be a, they'll be in the Stanley Cup in the, in the next couple of years. Up, it takes time to build up your team to that caliber, so just need to uh, you know just sit back and wait. Like I said, the Red Wings had twenty seven straight playoff appearances with only four cups. So you're going to see a lot of playoffs before you really hit that groove. If you're really building, then, you know, it takes time to get everyone in their prime and get them going. So they very well could win the cup next year, but I, you know, I think it might take a couple years to really tweak and fine tune your roster to make that really deep push like Colorado right now, as we speak, is doing exactly that fine tune so that the last several years and here they go so that leads us into this uh, the Stanley Cup final um Tampa Bay returns for their third straight year you know everybody's thinking you know Colorado's gonna run away with it you know and but Tampa Bay only has five five less wins in the regular season than Colorado and you know, Colorado does have have home ice advantage, mm-hmm. uh, obviously. And 
you know, so, and, but everybody's thinking Colorado's just going to, like, it's going to be a short series and, and it's not going to, um, this is, this is going and, all seven. But, you know, because they're thinking, you know, Tampa Bay kind of got lucky against the Rangers and all this, but, um, they're they're like I said they they only had five less wins in Colorado. No, yes, Colorado did not get the President's Trophy. Florida did, uh, but Colorado was Colorado. Colorado was uh, they were in the running for the President's Trophy, and I did, I I'm not sure how many points they uh, they were behind Florida, but um, they you know so they were close. But, you know, so Tampa Bay's, you know, they're really, really top team. And, you know, they're obviously the defending champion. Maroon is going after his fourth in a row, fourth cup in a row. Um, you know, three. Uh, or this is his fourth. Fourth. Oh, Tampa Bay's got three, right? Correct. No, this they're on no, the two. third. Okay, so yeah, okay, so Maroon Maroon has three. Yeah, okay, I was that wasn't counting right. Yeah, um, but Maroon has one with St. Louis, and then the last two with Tampa Bay. So this is his fourth opportunity, and um, but yeah, this uh, game one, you know, it starts tomorrow, Wednesday. Uh, It's gonna be so talking about your point that you make about everybody talking about Colorado just gonna run Tampa Bay. Now, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think this is going to be a dogfight. I think it's going to go seven games. And I I, I don't want to say I unfortunately, um, but I do believe that, you know. Let's I, I not give the predictions yet. No, no, no. I, okay. All right. Fair enough. But I just don't think that you can count Tampa Bay out because they have proven in every single series that they've played in this in these playoffs that, you know, people doubt them and they still prevail. So, all right, but go ahead. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I know you don't win the championships in, in the first game, but I think the first game is going to be a huge game to set the tone of the series. I mean, obviously it's going to be a longer series. Um, but it's the, the way, you know, Tampa Bay block shots. I, I think Colorado's been good at blocking shots too. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to be a chore getting pucks through and getting shots on that. Um, you know, be, that being said, you know, as far as the offense, I mean, Colorado's just got just offense all over the place. You know, forwards, even their defensemen with Cal McCarr. And, but uh, the Lightning have really good depth scoring as well. The key to this series is going to be goaltending. And right now, Tampa Bay, you know, Vasilevsky still the best goalie in the league, maybe the world. Um, so, you know, he's on top and... He struggled in the first two games against the Rangers, but I think that was more or less him and the team, you know, being rusty, having a week off um, after the sweep of Florida. But then they came right back in game three and they found it and, and there's back to the old, 
old Tampa Bay, the old Vasilevsky. And on the other side, Colorado, they, and they still haven't announced a starter. Um, I think Kemper is going to start. But, you know, their goaltending is questionable. Kemper and uh, and Francis. Right. Frank um, Francouz. Francouz, okay. Um, but, yeah, that's definitely a double check mark for Tampa Bay in, that, in the goaltending mark because it, it all depends on if Tampa Bay can get shots. You know, so Colorado's going to have to block some shots, you know, just do anything to keep the shots low, you know, down as far as the, the count, the shot counts. Um, so, and, and God forbid if Kemper does start, he doesn't get another stick in the face or head. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, you know, as any Stanley Cup final, it usually comes down to goaltending. Yeah, I, I don't know if you have anything to add. Um, no, not too much. I mean, I just, I, I think, I don't know, I, I, both teams have so many weapons. I mean, you have. You know, McCarr, you've got McKinnon, Landis Gog. I mean, you've got you've got players that can just produce offense, and one of those is is a defenseman. And I really think that this game is going to come down to playing a good defense because the offensive weapons on both teams is is strong. You know, very very strong offensive um, minded teams. So the team that plays the better defense in this game is the one that's going to one that's going to win so defense needs to be the focus in this game and i i'm not saying if you look at the the scores in the west um you know they're they're high scoring games so that tells me that maybe that's a defensive issue because everyone wants to be strong offensive yeah the western teams they all score a lot of goals they all you know and and goals against like it, it might be a eight seven game or an eight five game and you see that quite often so again i think that you know i I think that tampa bay is going to bring a little bit more i think they have more true defensive minded players uh again and that's just because i think mccarr is going to get himself trapped deep jumping in the offensive zone so i i don't know i just i think it's going to come down to defense yeah, and and like I said, the goaltending, um, it's it just you know. There's no room for error in the next series. Yeah, goaltenders need to bring it and beyond. Every um, and you know, Kyle, I was playing this game right now where they don't they're not announcing who's gonna start. I I think it's gonna be Kemper. I mean, he's. Obviously, they're number one, and he's should be healthy. Um, as long as he doesn't get, like I mentioned uh, a few minutes ago, as long as he doesn't get his sticks to the head. Um, yeah, you know, so, um, so uh, moving into uh, the predictions for the series. I don't know if it's going to be a surprise. It's probably going to be a surprise to a lot of people. Um, I don't know if it'll be a surprise to you. Um, but I'm going with Tampa in seven. I'm going with Tampa in seven. 
Wow, we actually agree. I'm surprised. We do. We do. Yep, I just I think it's going to be a dog fight. I think um, I actually think Colorado will probably win game one and two. And then well, and and that's another thing. Like you know, I mentioned you know Tampa Bay had that rust in the in the Rangers, the Eastern Cubs final in Game One and Two coming out the week off. Well, Colorado just had over a week off. Well, actually, no, it's about a week now because um, it, it'll start on Wednesday. Um, so will they have rust? And another thing is. Um, I don't know. People make a big deal of the uh, high altitude in, in, Den- in Colorado and Denver. I don't know how, you know, I don't know if that's really a big of an issue as people let on. Uh, maybe I, I don't know because I had never been out there, so I don't know what it's like. But being if Tampa was smart, they would have went out. I don't know if they did or not. They, I, they, they, you know, they won, you know, Saturday they won. I would have flown out on Sunday to get acclimated to the, to the high temperature, high altitude, if that's even a thing. I, maybe it is. I don't know. I'll let you, you know, if you have any, uh, anything to add to that. But yeah, I think there's going to be a little bit of rust for Colorado. Maybe not for game two, but definitely for game one. Yep. Yeah, there could be. There could be. It's going to be an interesting series, but yeah, um, I think there's a lot of factors, but I do think that Tampa is going to get it in seven. All right, and so the um, the Stanley Cup final schedule, as we alluded to, on uh, Wednesday the fifteenth, uh, and they're all on ABC now, um, ABC and ESPN Plus. So if you subscribe to ESPN Plus. Um, or you can watch on ABC. And it looks like they're all going to be at 8 p.m. So game one, obviously, was starts Wednesday, the 5th, June 15th. And then game two, we, there's going to be a couple days off. I don't know if that's going to benefit. Who knows if it's going to benefit. It all depends on who wins game one, probably. Um, you know, the team that wins it is going to want to come right out. But the team that loses, so, you know, I wouldn't be surprised whoever loses game one will win game one game two because game two is on saturday june 18th um you know and like i said they're all 8 p.m on abc and then uh game three will be monday uh the 20th and then game four will be on next wednesday the 22nd and then you know and then obviously the if you know obviously necessary which probably will be um Game five is going to be on Friday the 24th. Game six will be on Sunday the 26th. And then game seven will be on Tuesday the 28th. So, um, obviously, Friday we'll have game one to recap. And then, uh, then, then, then we'll have like four games or at least three games on the next week. Um, so that's that. That's looking ahead to the Seneca Finals schedule. Um, as far as the Predators, uh, just just one quick thing. 
Uh, they actually signed Jeremy Lausanne, defenseman who they had gotten from Seattle. They uh, four-year, eight million dollar contract, and he's re- really happy to be pre- with the Predators. He so he wanted us. To, he wanted to stay there, so it, it's a good signing. I'm still like to see what he can do. He didn't really spend that much time in, in the, with the Predators this season, but he looked good when he did play. Yeah, the Red Wings had a signing today as well. I didn't know oh, I missed signings. Oh, I missed that. Um, they signed Juicy. Who? The goalie, Juicy. Who's Juicy? Oh, we know who Juicy is. I don't know. Not, what's not Saros. What's your goalie's name? Juicy Saros. He didn't sign with. I know. It's not UC Saros. It's UC Okinuroa. Okay. If I said that properly. I don't even know. I'm not even sure who that is. Um, he's a Finnish <laughs> goaltender. He's actually 31 years old. It's a two-way contract. Oh, so that means he'll oh geez. He's another Michael Bunton. Um, or Bunting. Seven, 750. <laughs> 700. He is Michael Bunting 2.0. Um, but he'll make 375000 in the AHL. Oh, well, he so, might not see time in Detroit then. No, no, he might not. But, but even even still, you know that he's their only. Um, let's see, what did he do? I don't know, he just won a bunch of awards. He played at the University oh. of Denver, where he's eleven ninety three. He went. To, oh, he, oh yeah, he played for the St. John's Ice Caps too. Okay, um, so um, heading into that's all you got for the wings uh, news. Um, heading into some NHL news stories, I know we mentioned last episode about Palat, um, his goal song. Um, did a little research. I I still want to get some clarification because I didn't really get too much, but apparently somebody had asked him why. That was his goal song, and he said with a smile, it was a secret. And then he added... Uh, so a little inside and then, thing going on. And then he added it was one of his favorite songs. So I guess, if, I mean, that, I guess you don't have to have a reason. If just it's one of your favorite songs, you score a goal, it might as well be one of your favorite songs. So maybe that's how let's do it. I kind of wish that they played goal songs when we scored. I don't know what it would be for mine. <laughs> but uh, we have some coaching. <laughs> we have some coaching news now. Um, Barry Trotz talked with the Red Wings, yeah, so he's now now a potential uh, spot for him. So it's looking like maybe Detroit can sweet talk him. It might. I'm thinking it, so it might it might it might actually be Winnipeg or Detroit maybe because I don't think Detroit's gonna give him what he wants. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, maybe well, not. Especially since I'm with Eisenman. Yeah, well, maybe when he's done in about fifty years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe Trash doesn't want a general manager. Maybe he just wants something in the front office. Who knows? Or an executive, like like whatever they're like. I don't know. But it definitely won't be Vegas because Vegas kind of shocked everybody. You know, at first I thought, you know, and everybody was saying that they probably won't make any hiring until at least game after game two of the finals. Well, today, Tuesday, the 14th, they announced that Vegas hired Bruce Cassidy. Bruce Cassidy. No kidding. So, you know, that just happened this late this afternoon as far as the news has. I so, did not hear that. Yeah, I, I just saw it earlier this evening. I was kind of shocked at first, but that's that's going to be an interesting. Could be a good signing. I think that could be a good um, signing. You know, it depends on. to offer Vegas. It depends on that general manager. It sounds like that general manager needs to get out of there if, you know, the way he's ruining players, or, or maybe it was a coach that was ruining goaltenders. I don't know. But. The Pete DeBoer, who's possibly yeah. looking to be a Red Wing. Or, well, he might end up sitting on the sideline for a while. I don't know if anybody wants to hire him right now. And we got some goaltending news. Um, Edmonton. <laughs> Edmonton's gonna have some issues with goaltending. You know, Mike's they're they're they've they've talked to uh Duncan Keith and uh Mike Smith about give them a uh a notification before free agency is of the, the first. I think it is still the first. So they know, you know, what they can do. Um and, and uh Miko Koskinen he just signed a two-year contract to play in Switzerland with H.C. Lugano. I'm not sure what the H.C. stands for. Tough for that head coach. Hockey club. Oh, okay. Well, why would it be in the front of the name? I don't it's know. like Finnish. Oh, okay. Well, well, he'll be playing in that's I the... Read, I actually read that he was that, going, going over there. I read that about a week ago. That's that the top there. league. That's a top league in Switzerland, so they'll be playing there. And um, and also, so I mentioned my. Uh, they asked uh, Duncan Keith and Mike Smith to give them their plans are uh, heading in before the free agency. If Duncan yeah, Keith retires, they want to shop them out. If Duncan Keith uh, retires. The Blackhawks are going to be on the hook for like seven, little over seven million dollar cap. Uh, it's a cap recapture penalty, which it was put in place because to keep teams from circumventing the cap as far as uh, front loading contracts, which I think they need to do more, more uh, with the playoff uh, salary caps and. I agree. Teams that are f- trying to front load the contracts. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So, but you know, if so, that would be they would have to pay five the first year and two the second year. So it's it's over two years, but it's not a huge issue for the Blackhawks, but it will hurt them a little bit. Um. But I don't know. 
Keith had said in 2017, now I know it's four years, five, four years ago now, um, he had said he wanted to play until he was 45. Um, I'm not sure how old he is now, when he was, how old he was then. Who knows? Maybe I don't know. You know, like I said, you know, things change over over the period of time. So, who knows? Keep keep posted on those. Um, another quick thing: uh, the Florida Everblades, who are the ECHL affiliate of Predators um, since uh, 2019, they won the Kelly Cup. Championship, which is the e- ECHL equivalent of the Stanley Cup, that's their second championship. They won the series f- uh, four games to one over the Toledo Walleyes. They had won the South Division title in in the ECHL with a record of forty two twenty and six. So that's sixty eight games. That's pretty much what a lot of the Western the AHL teams played in, which. I'm not even going to go into that whole thing. Um, Toledo, that's actually <clears throat> Detroit's Farm Farm Club. Okay, the ECHL team. Well, that's kind of interesting. Preds and Wings. Okay. <laughs> um, I wasn't. I, it's the Preds and Wings. I didn't realize. I didn't realize Toledo was the e, ECHL affiliate of Detroit. Yep. Um. I know the Everblades start. Uh. They the Preds hooked on to them in 2019. Um. But in the first round, they the Everblades uh, they beat the Greenville Swamp Rabbits, which I thought that was kind of a funny name. That's why I said that. Uh, that was a four. You a Swamp Rabbit? Probably play that way. Um, they they look like one. You're a they, Swamp Rat. You're Swamp Rabbit. You moron. <laughs> so, so they they beat them four games to two. And two, they had two overtime wins and one double overtime win in that series. So it sounded like it was a pretty interesting series. Um, they swept the Jacksonville Icemen. And I would go there. In the South uh, Division Finals. And then in the Eastern Conference Finals, they, uh, they won 4-1. Four, uh, four games to one. And another side note, Tanner know and Cole Smith uh had were uh ever ever blade ever blades uh alumni or alum or former Everblades, however you want to say it though. No. Um they did not win obviously they did not win a uh they did not win the cup. This is their <clears throat> the Everblades first championship since they joined the Preds in twenty nineteen. Um so just just a little brief news for the the minor leagues and the AHL is still going on as far as the Calder Cup, um, but uh, Ryan Strom of the Rangers wants to re-sign with them uh, before he becomes a free agency. He's currently at nine million dollars uh, at two years. So we'll see what the Rangers do. You know, I don't know if they have uh, you know. I don't know if they have a cap issue going on, where, you know, or players, who, who, you know, how, how many players are still under contract or anything like that. I'm not really sure about them. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see how that's, uh, ha- what, what that's going to happen. Yep. You want to know something about the walleye? 
The only one I recognized was Glenny. He's still playing. Luke Glendening? <laughs> Not for the walleye. <laughs> oh, oh, the former former players. Okay, yeah. That's all I have. Um, so just just no, just one more quick thing before we wrap this shorter episode, even though it looks like it's a little bit over an hour recording time. Um, a little CHL minute. That's Canadian Hockey League for any listeners who are, are not familiar with it. It's um, it's basically the prelude to the Memorial Cup, which the Memorial Cup consists of a host team. This year it's going to be St. John's. Um, and then the WHL, which is the uh, uh, Western Hockey League uh, champion, the OHL, which is the Ontario Hockey League, and then the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League champion. So there's the three champions plus the host. That's a four-team tournament for the Memorial Cup, which is the big, that's the big close. cup. That's that's basically the Stanley Cup of the junior leagues. Um, so you know, right now they're in the WHL Championship, the OHL Championship, and the QMJHL, which the Quebec Major Junior Championship wrapped up. Uh, was over the weekend. Uh, Seanigan Cataracts. Uh, they won uh, four games to one over the Charlottetown Islanders. Um, so they advanced the Memorial Cup. It's their first President Cup, which that's the President Cup is the QMJHL uh, trophy uh, for the championship. This is uh, Sean again's first cup in their 53-year history. So, congratulations to them. Hard-fought, hard-fought win. Um, moving on to the OHL, uh, that's going to a seven games. That's Windsor Spitfires, which is, ironically enough, across the river from Detroit, which kind of surprised that they are affiliated with Detroit, being like right across the river. And Toledo's what, like an hour away? Half an hour away, something like that. Um, but it's just kind of interesting why it's not. So it's Windsor and Hamilton, which they're pretty close together themselves. Um, and uh, just want to throw out as some couple of former NHL players, Jay McKee is the head coach of Hamilton. He's a former Buffalo Sabre and I think the Blues and I don't know who else. Did, did he play Detroit? No. Who's that? Jay McKee. No. Defend, okay. So I guess there's just Buffalo and I think St. Louis. Um, and then uh, Mark Savard, I think he played with the Rangers in Montreal. Uh, he's yep. he's the head coach of Windsor. So just interesting that the couple of little well, um, NHL, former NHL players. Um, uh, but uh, Hamilton won game Five, uh, three to two. That was over the weekend. I believe it was Sunday. Um, uh, Mason McTavish, no relation to uh, Killer Craig McTavish. Yeah, his father's name is Dale McTavish. McTavish, who he actually has, um, he he actually did play hockey. I don't think he was an NHL player, but he did play. Um, the game, but he has no no relation to Craig McTavish. Um, 
And then, uh, so that gave Hamilton a 3-2 series lead. And then last night, Windsor won game 6-5-2 to to force a game 7, which will be on Wednesday. Um, Moving into the WHL, um, which is, you know, some Detroit fans have some interest in this one. Um, It's Seattle and Edmonton. Um, Seattle forced a game six at the, uh, over the weekend with a uh, three to two victory, um, but Edmonton uh, still lead the series uh, three games to two. Um, Mikasa kept Edmonton in that game with a huge save on Lucas Svechkovsky on a breakaway. Uh, Casa is a Red Wings uh, prospect. Um, I'm hoping that he uh, gets gets some uh, AHL time next year, maybe even the year after, and we see him up backing up Ned here uh, shortly. Uh, it's if he does good in this one, he might just make it. Re, you know, he, he'll probably play in the AHL next season. But um, Edmonton won. Yeah, um, Edmonton won the WHL championship. Uh, and they claim the top spot in the Memorial Cup. So uh, Edmonton moves on the Memorial Cup to join Shenanigan and uh, the host uh, the host team, um, uh, St. John's. So they're just waiting for Windsor and Hamilton winner uh, tomorrow night. Um, but uh, you know, it was a four you know it's, uh, six games. It was four four games of two series win. Um, they had a two to nothing, two to nothing shutout win for Casa in Game Six. He had twenty-seven saves in that game, and Jacob Demek and Caden Gooley had the two goals. Uh, now Gooley is the brother of Brendan Gooley. Um, he plays an HL for somebody. I'm not sure who. Um, but uh, Caden sure. Gooley, Brandon Gooley? No, never. No, I, uh, I, he plays in HL for somebody. I don't know who he um, But uh, that's his brother. Um, so pretty good family there. And and Caden, their mother was a, or it was, I don't know, she still does, a figure skater. And their father was a basketball player so pretty good uh pretty good athletic genes and um they're especially being you know their mother being a figure skater they're really good skaters i, I would imagine but uh kane gooley was the whl playoff mvp he's a defenseman 20 years old and he's a montreal prospect unfortunately uh he was a 16th pick in 2020 for montreal and this is the third time that the Oil Kings have played in the Memorial Cup. They last won it in 2014. And uh, the other goal scorer in that game, Jacob Demack, he is a Vegas prospect. Um, he was a fourth-round pick in 2021. He's a right wing. He's 19 years old. So t- depending on how many years they keep Cassidy, he might be playing with them. But he's he's a forward, so he might actually see time sooner than later. Anyway, um, so that's you never know. 
That's all I have for the CHL. I'm sure I'll just have some quick updates in the next couple shows um, as the, the Memorial Cup, I believe, starts on the 20th. Um, and then it should conclude on the 27th. They play like every day. They play every day except for the uh, the between the second and third of the final of the Memorial Cup. There's a the Memorial Cup is a three round uh, three game series, and it's basically the top two teams in the round robin tournament. Um, so there's they play every game except for there's a day out between game two and game three. So that's uh, that'll wrap up this uh, special Stanley Cup episode twenty. Um, we got you know Friday show. We'll have our normal segments that you know the 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 rat room will be back, and I'll have my I'll have my duster, and we'll be recapping game one. Um, obviously, there's only gonna be one only only the one game to to break down, and then. Um, We'll probably see about, you know, maybe uh, analyzing, you know, uh, game two, see, and maybe some more NHL news. There might be some more coaching now, now that they, now that the first one fell, uh, you might start seeing some, some coaches. Um, but uh, so we'll see you Friday for another episode. And, um, We'll and if you got got anything to add, um, so uh, you know we we, we mentioned uh, our Twitter and Facebook earlier and our and our email. So um, in case you forgot or don't want to go back and listen an, an hour, it's uh, Predwings Podcast at Gmail dot com and at Predwings Pod on Twitter. Uh, once again, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Red Wings Podcast. Good night, Hockey Town. See ya, Smashville. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs?